This is a Blended Radio audio experience. Welcome to Coach's Corner with the coaches at Blended Athletics. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coach's Corner. Morgan here and I am joined with Jason Davies today. And we, (laughs) um, I I don't really have a specific topic of what this is. We're just we're basically going to today, Morgan. Yeah, we're going off script. <laughs> full off script. Um, so fully apologize. Basically, Jason reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to interview him. So I just assumed we were going to talk about our feelings for thirty minutes and see how long it. <laughs> I'm going to hold you, it in today. Usually, our interaction. So. Yep. So it's been a while. Seeing how things go. Um. So. Basically, we are just going to start with, um, I guess, talking about how this is uh, Nova Scotia's third lockdown. Um, uh, I think the first two, I think we were just trying to figure out what was going on. Everybody was staying pretty positive with everything. Uh, But this third shutdown, I think there seems to be a different tone with most people um, overall. People are just kind of losing momentum, feeling a little bit more down, um, getting a little bit more defeated with this one. Um, So we just kind of want to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, Jason, you seem to think that um, is probably the easiest thing that people can focus on right now and uh, how it can really benefit them uh, through this and in the long run. Uh, do you want to maybe jump in and talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I think people try to overcomplicate things a lot when it comes to their health, uh, and especially at times like this. And, and I, I, I want to say that, like, you know, I, I know some of the things that we're going to talk about today aren't necessarily easy for some people, but I think they're exceptionally simple. Um, I, before I got into the business world and anybody listening to this who goes to blended probably doesn't even know my background, but like I, at one point I was in like in front of clients doing like health and wellness type things. I wasn't just behind a computer up in the office with Dave all the time. Um, and when I, when I was, I always told them like being healthy, like just walking the street healthy is really quite simple. Like if you just did five, maybe six things, um, that's all you need to do. And it's like drink more water, eat more fruits and veggies, eat more protein, eat less carbs, shop the perimeter of the grocery store and move every day. And like, if you do those six things, you're going to be pr- a pretty healthy individual, probably more healthy than most of the people walking the street right now here in Atlanta, Canada. So I think, especially for type A personalities that um, constantly have a goal and something they're trying to achieve and work towards, when something like a shutdown gets thrown in their face and everything goes sideways, it causes their whole foundation to go sideways too. And, and I think times like this are exceptionally important to just focus on the simple things. And, you know, I, I say this a lot in business now where this past year has been really hard for businesses to grow. Some, some have grown well, but others it's been really tough. Um, you know, especially for speaking frankly for us in the fitness industry and, uh, I usually tell other owners it's it's okay to just tread water for a year or two years or whatever it is like just just stay alive and just tread water and I think if if more people 
um, just at this time, just kind of like took a step back and took a deep breath and appreciated kind of where they were in life and, and use this time, just focus on those simple things. Um, their health would be much better. I'm not saying they'd be fitter than they are, but, uh, they would still be healthy and they would maintain their level level of health by just focusing on those things. And what I find is when people lose sight of that bigger goal, I want to run that marathon. I want to lift that weight. I want to do whatever. And that goal gets taken away from them and they can no longer work towards that. Then all of these simple things that we're talking about kind of go out the window too. And um, it becomes a double-edged sword. So that's my simple message to people is just to keep it simple and focus on those six things and do them well. And, uh, and I think the key to it is just building the right habits and environment around you. So that's my, that's why I think it's so simple. For a lot of people, I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people, why do you think that they struggle with these things that should be so simple? Good question. I, I think, <laughs> um, I think it's, you're good at this, Mark. Man. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to, like I said, habits and environment and people don't have the right habits uh, around them um, or they don't have the right habits instilled in them and they, they don't have the right environment around them. Uh, Michael Vallis is a world renowned behavior change specialist. He's, he's based here in Halifax actually. And uh, I was at one of his conferences one time and he was giving a lecture and he talked about how, one of the problems we face in our society is that an apple pie is always going to taste better than an apple. And, you know, I think that's one of the, the true things about where we are in life now that we have to acknowledge that, you know, it's not easy to do those six things that I talked about. Um, we, it's, it's hard to choose the apple over the apple pie Um to drink your water instead of something else that you might want to have and to make sure you get more protein and, carbs are delicious and they're easy to eat a lot of. And, and, uh, so I think it's, it's hard to do those things. It's definitely not easy, uh, but it is simple. And I think the key to it is building the right environment around you and the right habits. So I'll give these, these two examples, um, uh, two clients I used to work with, uh, in another lifetime, they, one guy had to have a sandwich every night. I don't know why before bed every night he would make this huge sandwich and he, he didn't need it obviously for caloric reasons. He just, it was a habit that he had that he just needed to have a sandwich before bed. So what we did to, to manipulate his environment, he had a mini fridge in his basement. He had his main fridge in his kitchen, obviously. And then he had another like freezer fridge in his garage. And we took the bread and we put the bread upstairs uh, in his office. We took all the meat that he would use for a sandwich, we put it downstairs. We put all the condiments in his garage. And at night, if he really wanted to make a sandwich, like if he was truly genuinely hungry, he could. Like we didn't take it away from him. We didn't say you can't have sandwiches at night. We just made his environment not as easy for him to get that sandwich made. So if he really wanted to, he had to go upstairs. He had to go downstairs. He had to go to his garage, back to the kitchen, make the sandwich, go back everywhere, put everything away. And that was just one easy way to manipulate his environment to make it tougher for him to have a sandwich. And I think the key for me was always to never take things away from people, um, to always give them the ability to have what they want to have, but just to, to help make the environment uh, more conducive to the behavior they want to have. 
the easy one for me is like I love chocolate. If I have chocolate in the house, I'm just going to eat it. I just I, it's the one thing I have no willpower over. Or if Morgan brings in like chocolate something, like don't bring it by my office, which she does from time to time. That's why I bring it in because I don't have willpower either. <laughs> I can't have it in my house. <laughs> so like the easiest way for me to manipulate my environment is just don't have it in my house. Um, and and that's a good way for me to manipulate my environment to to make that easier on me. Uh, and then the second piece of this are our habits. And uh, another example I give often is I had another client that every night, for whatever reason, he would need to go have some sweets, whether it was cookies or chocolate or whatever. It was the same night, same time every night. And I had him document over several days and weeks, like what was happening. So he would, he wrote down like what his behavior was like throughout the evening when he was getting these cravings to go have his sweets. Dave actually talks about this. He did a, a great video before about the habit loop. You know, we looked at what's the, what's the uh, trigger, what's the action, what's the reward. And when we looked at all these notes, we found out that the, the trigger actually was he would sit down every night to watch the news. And that ended up being the trigger. And we realized really quickly, like, oh, those, these handful of times that you didn't watch the news because you were taking the kids somewhere, you had stuff going on, you didn't have that same craving. So we realized the trigger for the sweets was the act of sitting down watching the news. Um, and obviously the behavior we were trying to change was the sweets. So what we started doing was we would just like tack on another habit to that behavior. So after dinner, he would clean up, he would do his thing. And then when he sat down to watch his evening news, instead, right before we would have him go brush his teeth and then he would sit down to watch the evening news. And that simple shift in that habit um, changed the trajectory of what that behavior output was going to be and he just like he he didn't have his cravings anymore well he he did but he just in the initial days it was like well i already brushed my teeth i don't feel like i, I can't go eat something now because i just brushed my teeth and that was able to get him off that habit so although these six things that we're talking about are exceptionally easy or simple not easy um i think the way to make them more ingrained as part of your lifestyle is to manipulate your environment and uh, build proper habits around you. And quite frankly, if people still struggle with that, get a coach. Like, you know, I'm biased, obviously, to Blended. I think we have some of the best coaches in the industry, but you can get a coach from somewhere else. But have, ha hiring somebody to help you with this um, can be a great option for people and helping them figure out what is my habit loop and what is the trigger that's causing me to have this behavior and how can I manipulate my environment to better suit the behavior that I'm looking for? Um, this is what a coach does. And I think we have some of the best in the business. So that's my little plug for blended for coaching. But if there's something you're struggling with, um, don't be afraid to reach out and have somebody help you figure it out. Cause sometimes we can't see it for ourselves. And I think like, especially during these lockdowns, um, and probably this one more so than others. I think people start off uh, being in lockdown with like really great intentions and they're like, I have all this time, I'm gonna work out more, I'm gonna get right on track. Uh, but then they realize they have so much time. They're like, well, I have all of this time, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it later today. And then those habits and those routines just kind of go down the drain. Um, is there yeah, any, totally is there like, any advice or any anything you would recommend to prevent people from falling that hole of pushing it off and throwing their habits or their routines out the window just because 
in lockdown and and struggling, I guess. Um, yeah, so I guess three things jump to mind. One, I think oftentimes, especially, you know, Morgan, the people that we work with, um, you know, I think a lot of the people that are attracted to blended in general are those type A, high achiever, you know, the pursuing excellence type type mindset. So I think oftentimes people fall prey to like trying to hit a home run right out of the gate. Um, and when they don't hit a home run, it, it really discourages them and they go back to zero. Like it, it's like they have this like binary light switch. It's either on or off. I'm either hitting a home run or I'm, I'm doing nothing. And they don't see the value of everything that happens in between. So that would be my first message. Like, don't, don't feel like I'll use this example. I, I used to own some, a couple of nutritional clinics. And, uh, when we had a client come in one time and she sat down with one of our nutritional consultants and she was just like, I had a terrible week. Like, I don't even want to get on the scale this week. I had a terrible week. Um, I, don't, I just, it, everything went, everything went sideways and we were like, okay, well, like what happened? Like, take us through, like she showed us her, what she ate, her food log for the week. And I was like, oh, like you ate great all these days. And she's like, yeah, until I got to Friday night. And then I had a cheat night and I went out with friends and we had some drinks. So I'm like, okay. And she's like, and then the next day it spilled over into like, I had a shitty breakfast the next day. And then I had a crappy lunch. And then I had another cheat Saturday night. I stayed home and ate a bunch of chocolate because I felt bad about myself. I'm like, okay, what happened on, on Sunday? She's like, well, I felt so shitty about myself on Sunday. I got back on track. And to her, like those really, like when you look at like three meals a day, seven days a week, um, out of those 21 meals, she only had four bad ones. But like in her mind, that was enough to make the entire week crap. And what we try to tell her is like, you had 17 great meals. Like that, that's fantastic. Um, and I'm not saying like those four meals didn't sabotage her the rest of her week. Like maybe we had to chalk that one off to a maintenance week or maybe she did gain a little bit. But like the point was her whole week didn't go sideways. She had four bad meals. And so often I think that's my first point is like oftentimes people, if when they don't hit the home run, they just don't see value in anything less than that. Um, and then the second one is I think it's very important to find enjoyment in what you do. So there's so many options now, um, especially in this day and age with every, almost every fitness-based business or health-based business pivoting to some form of an option that you can go uh, remote online with, whether it's coaching or classes or whatnot, that there's so much variety out there that it's silly to do something you don't enjoy doing. So whether it's like find food you enjoy eating, that's genuinely healthy. Like it's, it's out there. It, it, like good food can taste good. Like find stuff you enjoy, find activities that you enjoy moving for. Um, that's going to make the world of difference. And then when it's really, really hard, like when you hit your most low point and you're just like, I have zero motivation to do this, then do the little things. So I'm telling all these stories of old clients I used to work with. But again, like we had this client that needed to get up and move every day. We looked at her schedule and she was just slammed the whole day. She didn't have any time to move. The only time she had was first thing in the morning. So we started this thing where for a few days, all I wanted her to do before she went to bed was put out her workout clothes at the foot of the bed. That's it. Just put them out. I don't need you to do anything with them. And then for the next few days, I was like, I just want you to put them on. Don't have to do anything with them. Just put them on. And then the next few days, I was like, I want you to put your workout clothes on and I want you to walk out to the end of the driveway and back. That's it. And then after a few days, I was like, I want you to put your workout clothes on. I want you to drive to the gym and I want you to come in and say hi to me. That's all I want you to do. 
And then you get the point, but eventually she got to a point where it just became a habit and, and trying to like chew away at it piece by piece and not looking at it as like, I have to get up and go to the gym today. Um, just like I have to get up and go walk around my block. That's all I have to do. You would be surprised how many times you start walking around your block and you're just like, well, maybe I'll go for a five minute run. Like I'm already up. I'm feeling good. Like maybe I'll run for five minutes and then five minutes turns into 15. And next thing you know, you've got your activity in for the day. So I think like picking away at the small things can be really impactful. I'm notoriously like, I hate cleaning up after supper. Like I just don't like doing dishes or any kind of cleaning. Like it's something I don't enjoy. So like a trick I do with myself all the time is like, I'll set a five minute timer. And especially at the end of the day, like, especially now, like Giselle and I have two kids and we get to the end of the day and we have to clean up and we're just like, uh, like I really love doing it. And uh, we're just like, okay, five minutes. That's all we're going to do. We set a five minute timer. We go, we start cleaning. And then before you know it, the timer goes off and we're just like, oh shit, we only have a few minutes left. Like, let's just like finish up. So don't underestimate the power of like picking away at those small things. So anyway, that's probably a long winded answer, but those would be my three, <laughs> my three things. <laughs> um, jumping back to your, your second point there was, uh, finding, finding things that you enjoy doing, um, mm-hmm. whether it be fitness, sports, um, crafts, anything. Uh, I think that can also be relatable to your career, your job. Um, and I think that during these lockdowns, a lot of people are reevaluating their life and, trying to focus on their why. Um, do you want to touch a little bit on that part? Yeah, it's a great of, point. Of the like lockdown. Up, just <laughs> yeah. teeing up my best stuff. Like, it's great. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a really good point. I think you saw this a lot in the first shutdown. And I think with the first couple of shutdowns, you had people really start to ask themselves tough questions, like tough life questions that a lot of people ignore, which is like, why am I working where I'm working? Why am I living where I'm living? Why am I doing what I'm doing in life? Like, I think that's why so many people struggled, in my opinion, with the first couple lockdowns was because so many people were asking themselves these tough questions all of a sudden, because they had nothing but time on their hands to be like, do I really love where I live? And do I love what I do? And one of the things that I think, um, is the most important piece of figuring out like happiness in life is, is finding that why, like why I know it's like a silly, like a three-year-old question. My, my oldest girl's two, she's even starting to ask why now on everything. And it's such a, such a simple elementary question, but I find as adults, we rarely ask it of ourselves. Like, why am I doing this genuinely? And uh, I think asking yourself those questions and being honest with yourself to your point will bring people more enjoyment if they buy into that. And if they're just like, yeah, why am I doing the job that I'm doing? It's not bringing me enjoyment in life. It's not what I want to do. And oftentimes we get caught up in like the execution of that decision. Like, and then we start thinking about like, oh, well, I can't really leave my job. And what happens if I do this? And what happens if I do that? And then you end up just staying in a situation that you don't, that you don't love, that you don't enjoy. So I, I totally agree with you. I think, and you know, 
in my humble opinion, I think that's one of the things why so many people are struggling this time around harder than the last couple is because uh, they've had some time now to, to sit with these questions and, and some people are, are still struggling through it. And I guess my message to those people that are still struggling is one, if, if, you've, if you haven't thought about this stuff yet, then it's time for you to start thinking about this stuff first and foremost. Secondly, if you're if you're one of the people that you've really struggled with this on the first one and the second one, and here you are in the third shutdown, you're still struggling, and you've been trying to figure this stuff out the whole time, like don't freak out about not figuring it out. Like I know people who have been trying to figure out their why in life for their entire life, and they're still working on it. Like it's a journey, and uh, the thought that you're going to have it all figured out in a year, um, it, it's just not realistic for most people. So my message to people that are trying to figure out that haven't figured it out is just to keep trying to figure it out and enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and, and not beat yourself up just because you're not there yet. Um, and I do want to preface this Morgan, you and I talked about this quickly before we jumped on was like, I'm not talking about people who are unhappy because they have like, you know, clinical depression or have a, a mental illness of some sort. Like, I'm not talking, I'm not saying if, if you're clinically depressed and you have a diagnosed illness that uh, if you just find your why in life, you're going to be happy all of a sudden. Like I'm talking about the other people who are just unhappy um, and it's not for any kind of like illness type reason. Uh, oftentimes it comes back to just like not building the life around us that's going to bring us the most enjoyment. And that comes with asking ourselves those tough questions, like, why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, I think uh, I myself, example of that. Um, first <laughs> I thought of you, as soon as I said the job thing, I thought of you right away. Uh, first lockdown. Uh, yeah, I was in a job uh, that I moved back from Toronto after 10 years for. Um, I was doing it for over three years and I would just get up every day completely miserable and dreaded going to work. Um, and I, end of the first lockdown, I was at my mom's one day and I was just like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, I'm completely miserable. I, I do not want to go back. Like I was just dreading going back and I was just like, I'm, I'm not going back. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm not doing it. So I, I literally like on a Sunday afternoon last summer, I just quit my job with no idea what I was going to do. Um, just start coaching part-time at a gym um, and was like, well, money, money will work out. Everything happens for a reason. And if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it doesn't work out, well, something something else will be there so i just basically threw caution to the wind because i was like why am i doing something that makes me completely miserable and i'm glad that i made that decision because basically a year later <laughs> two three lockdowns <laughs> later and i should be pretty bummed out that i uh i'm, I'm not working i think i'm i have just so much support and i'm so happy doing what i'm doing that I know that I'm on the right path and that I made the right decision. So, I mean, if there's anybody out there that is struggling with their why, um, definitely reach out because I will talk to you about it. And what I love about your story is that you didn't let the execution of your decision 
cloud your judgment on what you really want. And that's one of the things I see people hold back. Like there's two things. There's one, there's people who, who haven't figured out what they want in life yet, which is great. Find, figure it out, keep searching. But then there's people who deep, deep down, they know what they want in life. Like, and I think a lot of people fall into this category. Like they know what they want to do with their career. They know where they want to live. They know who they want to be with. They know, like they know these things, but they let the execution of that decision make them change what they want. So like you could have easily have said, well, like I don't have a career in this fitness industry. I, I don't have a ton of experience here. I, I have a really good job. I have great stability. I could just do this forever and I would be fine. And like, look, the huge risk I, I have when I, if I were to jump and like, what if I just like coach a couple of classes in the evening? Like maybe that would be enough. Like you could have easily talked yourself out of it and, and let the execution of that decision uh, change what you really want and you didn't you were just like screw the execution I'll figure it out it will work out and uh, and you jumped and I think like I've never talked to anybody that pivoting their life closer to their why of where they want to be wasn't was an easy thing to do like it's gonna be hard like of course it's gonna be fucking hard like so I just think like at some point you gotta throw caution to the wind and you gotta be like one of my favorite quotes is you have to burn the boats. Like if you want to take the island, you have to burn the boats. I have a bracelet with it written on it that I wear every day. And it's like, I just, I made that decision early in my career that I was going to, I was going to be happy in life. And if that made me, if that meant making really tough decisions, then so be it. But I was going to like, I was going to do every day the way I wanted to do it and, and do the things that I want to do. And, yeah, like you, you you have to make tough decisions along the way, but I don't know, it's worth it. Well, I think that's I think that's what life is. It's making tough decisions. It's not going to be easy, but at the end of the day, it's you only have one life, so you might as well do what's going to make you happy for the amount of time that you are here. Um Agreed. Yeah. So so I mean, uh I guess this is a this is a good good finisher, good way to wrap it all up. So um, who would have thought with no script we would have just like tied it up that neatly with a nice little bow? Man. Yeah. So I mean, three three lockdowns. Um, focus on the little things. Focus on those that you can do every single day just to keep yourself healthy and happy. Think about your why and think about if you are where you want to be today or if you are on the right path to where you want to be when this lockdown's over and if you need anyone to jason's a good listener and he won't judge you if you cry (laughs) i will not (laughs) and i made it a whole 35 minutes and he didn't cry (laughs) this is awesome i'm growing (laughs) all right thanks so much jason Thanks, Morgan. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Splendid Audio Experience. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave it a five-star review, share it with your friends, and subscribe.